Hello, you guys, and welcome to the Embody Your Soul podcast. I am your host, Alexandra Shelley, also known as The Modern Medium. And the mission of this podcast is to create a sacred space for us all to dive deep and really understand how we can embody and connect to our divine self through spiritual connection and best practices. If you are new here, thank you so, so much for finding me. And if you are a regular listener, thank you so much for coming to, I don't know, the podcast, whatever, whatever. Thank you so much for listening, for supporting the podcast, for giving me space to speak, to share, and just to have these amazing conversations because they fill up my cup. They allow me to learn so, so much to be a better practitioner and a better human. And I love, love, love serving you all in this way. If you haven't already, make sure to give this podcast a follow wherever you love to listen. Make sure to share any episodes that you believe will resonate with your dear loved ones, friends, family members, coworkers, you name it. And if you are looking for ways to work with me, please head to my website at themodernmedium.co where I have my private readings, Reiki sessions, and packaged readings of Soul Path sessions. And I have mentorship programs and two wonderful announcements. Number one, my beautiful soul sister Kayla and I have the doors open for our nine-week program, Your Magical as Fuck. It is a beautiful, embodied, sacred container where we will help you not only understand your clairvoyances, your gifts, tap in and understand your intuition, learn about your higher self, your ego, the multidimensional parts of you, get connected to your team, but also fully embody the beautiful you that you are to bring this heavenly divine wisdom back to the ground, boots on the ground to you and allowing you to love all parts of you. And we are so freaking excited about this program. If you would like to learn more about the program itself, please listen to my episode with Kayla. It's episode 56 and I asked Kayla some questions that allow you to get to know her a little bit more. And we also literally go through the program week by week to help you get a feel of what you'll be learning and how this program will go. And we are so ridiculously excited. And the second announcement is I am starting a client incentive program. I want this to really act as a gift to you. To you as someone who has worked with me and you who bring me clients, whether you tell me or tell me, tell them to follow me or listen to my podcast and tell them to book a session with me and support my work as well. As much as I am supporting you, you guys are supporting me there. I wouldn't be able to do this work if every beautiful soul did not exist And I really want this to be a way for me to be able to reach 
people. My work is not meant to be gatekept. It is meant to be shared. I am meant to share this work with as many people as I can and with the people that really, really need me and my work. So for every three guaranteed clients that you bring me, you will get a free 60-minute reading. And that reading can be a psychic mediumship reading. It could be a Reiki session. It could be a more specific psychic medium session that goes into past lives, meeting your spirit guides, you name it. But I'm really, really excited to offer this to you all because, again, it's just my gift to you because you bringing me people that I can reach, that I can be there for, that I can serve is such a gift. It Again, it allows me to do this work. It allows me to share my, my, just my purpose, like one of my beautiful purposes in this lifetime. And again, it allows me to reach people. So we will not make it too complicated. What I've done is when you book a session with me, if it's through Calendly, then there will be a questionnaire that will ask, hey, did you get referred by someone and who is it? Because, of course, I must know who they are so I can thank them and I can keep track of everything. And I'll also make sure to always ask if anyone has, you know, referred them to me. Am I making sense? Anyways, two beautiful announcements. I am so, so excited I think it's time to get into this beautiful episode. So Brandy, the beautiful, beautiful Brandy. First of all, her freaking smile is absolutely amazing. Just have to say it. Um, Absolutely magnetic. And I adore what this woman is about. I adore her mission. I adore her values. And I am so excited that you get to know who she is and that I got to connect with her and you guys now get to know her magic. So Brandy is an intuitive and happiness coach who currently spends her time coaching others and doing energy healing with a focus on subconscious capacity building. Brandy have Brandy has extensive experience working with women entrepreneurs and helping them align with financial success while staying true to their values and purpose. Her depth and passion for human potential have lit a fire within her to inspire others and to find the intersection between success and personal fulfillment. She inspires her clients to live according to the resonance of their own souls, to live their most authentic lives rather than according to the ho-hums of this created societal paradigm. She is bringing spirituality to the mainstream and supporting those who want to live a life full of purpose to connect to themselves. Brandy's core focus is to support female entrepreneurs who have a lot of success, but who are unable to scale their businesses financially to the extent that they would prefer. And I love this conversation because we also kind of bring this point up too. It's really funny how we hear pieces of wisdom over and over and over and over again. And I've been there. I'm sure you've been there where you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's the 20th time I've heard it. And of course, it indicates that we are still not ready for the message. We are still not ready to let this message actually enter in 
our being and embody it and take it in. And there was something about this conversation for me that really I heard these messages before. Like we know that we've heard messages about happiness and fulfillment, but there's something about Brandy and something about her work and her values that allowed me to really welcome in these words and be so impacted by them. And I loved talking to her about how she's created such a beautiful program that, yes, happiness is a tangible, successful goal to attain. And I also love something that we talk about too, and it's literally in the title, but how she listened to the whisper rather than the sledgehammer. And if you're listening to my podcast, you I'm sure you've heard my story and other stories that there's been a lot of practitioners who have resisted, 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 and we have gotten so painfully sick or ill And then we finally had to, you know, we are brought to our knees and we do the work that we do and we learned our lessons. But there's also something really beautiful about hearing the hush within and actually listening to it. (laughs) And I laugh at that because, yes, there's so many points in my life where I did not listen to the hush and then I got hit by a two by four. And here I am, though. I'm so, so grateful. And we also talk about happiness set points and the different happiness happiness set points that we all have. We also talk about how much more successful you are and you feel when you actually focus on happiness. And again, it sounds redundant and sounds like everything you've heard before, but the way Brandy puts it is just so spot on and so, so beautiful. And I also ask her to kind of talk us through a really beautiful system that she's created that is a beautiful, simple, tangible system for her clients to follow and truly come out on top feeling happy and again this is a beautiful magnetic conversation you can connect with brandy on instagram which i will put in the show notes she also has of course a website which i will also put in the show notes and explore the ways which you can work with her and she has shared a beautiful program that she has at the first of every night Oh, blah, blah, blah. At the first of every month called the Joy Blueprint. And she wanted me to share that with you guys. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please do not be shy. Let me know how this sat with you, how it resonated, what you loved about it. And again, bringing on guests like Brandy and like everyone I've had so far is so selfishly gorgeous for me like I'm obsessed with this but I also want to know how much you love it I want to know what's sitting with you what's resonating with you I always want to make sure I am having beautiful conversations that are heart-led that resonate and of course conversations that help you on your beautiful spiritual journey I love you guys so, so much. Thank you for, again, coming back to the podcast to listen. And it always motivates me to come back and serve you. I love you, love you. And let's get right into the episode. 
Hello, everyone, and hello, Brandy. I'm so excited to chat with you and connect with you because, I mean, who the heck? We all need an we all need a happiness coach in our life. And I'm so excited to ask you all the amazing questions. I'm really excited to connect with you. So thank you so much for hopping on. Thank you so much for having me and hello to all your listeners. I'm really excited for our conversation. Yay. Okay. So the question I always begin with is because the podcast is titled Embody Your Soul. So I would love to learn in your own words and definition, what does it mean to you to embody your soul? Oh, I love that question. Thank you so much for asking. From my perspective, embodying our soul is like really about this journey to like letting go of all that isn't us, letting go of all the conditioning and really just realigning to who we were meant to be in this lifetime, realigning to our soul's purpose, and really having this beautiful connection um, with infinite intelligence. And I think it's a goal that many people aspire to and not as many people achieve, but it's a worthy one for every lifetime. Yum. Yes. Delicious answer. I loved it. It's so interesting because where I always get really fascinated are understanding people's origin stories and like, okay, well, clearly you went down a very specific path in order to be this particular practitioner or this kind of coach or this really dive into this topic. And I really want to understand your genesis, but in the sense of what your journey with happiness has been and how that has evolved over the years. Yeah, I think that's an excellent question. For me, Really, I came to become a happiness coach because I, throughout kind of my formative years, was really raised to believe that success would lead to happiness. And so I got to a point in my life where kind of like looking at the paper, I had a ton of success and I had all of the things that people um strive to have. I'd achieved quite a bit. I'd like managed large organizations. I had an amazing husband and a child. And I had, you know, tried out for the Olympics and gone to like schools that people think are really great schools. And I'd kind of checked all of these boxes around success. And it wasn't that I was like chronically unhappy or depressed in any way, but I felt as though they would allow me this level of just like happiness that kind of competed with enlightenment and it definitely did not. And so I took a step back and I just asked myself, like, are you going to stay on this hamster wheel where you're constantly believing that the next achievement, the next promotion, the next house, the next thing will um, afford you the happiness you're looking for? Are you going to take a step back and really really seek to embody happiness and make it a goal of its own and really like lean into that. And so that's how I transitioned to this work really first for myself. And I spent quite some time exploring it for myself and what it meant to me and how to embody it. And then I started working with other people. So this is more so just a comment. And I think this is really important for everyone to know that unfortunately, which I'm sure you find as a happiness coach, and I know I've definitely come across this in my own life as a psychic medium, but also with like other people and um, practitioners and clients that I've worked with is 
we think that we need this like crazy dramatic rock bottom, like whatever that entails to get us there. And that's only up to us if we just keep ignoring, keep ignoring, because that's, I know what's happened to me and that's what happened to, I have, I could definitely say like a few of my, my soul sisters that are now beautiful practitioners. But what I really appreciate about you and what I think is really important is that you like you just kind of found yourself. You're like, huh, this isn't right. Like something, something's off. And to just like let the listeners know, like you don't need to get in like some crazy predicament, whether that's like physical or, you know what I mean? So I was listening to this and I'm like, it's, it's, some would say, oh, it's very anticlimactic, but I think it's like a really wonderful way of just like you kind of just peacefully came to this point in your life. So I want to kudos that to you. I think I love that you noted that because I tell my clients and I know in my heart, right? Like that these patterns do show up in our lives and they show up consistently. And I had my own patterns, of course. Um, but they're showing up because they first kind of like tap you on your shoulder to get your attention. And then they whisper in your ear. And Mm -hmm. then that's when you hit rock bottom, when you really have ignored every single sign that is coming to you. And the universe is just like, yo girl, I'm going to get your attention one way or another. And then that's when we hit rock bottom. But I think always in hitting that rock bottom, if you like do soul searching and take this like beautiful look back, um, just for a moment, you'll realize that all along the way, like someone was trying to get your attention and that these things were showing up for you. And and so I say, um, while I didn't feel like I just like hit such a rock bottom, I definitely could have listened probably sooner also. And so I try now in my lifetime um, to get the lesson right away. So anytime something in my life really doesn't go as planned, anytime, like if I'm walking out the front door and I trip down the steps, I will pause and be like, are you trying to get my attention? Like, what are you trying to tell me? Because I fundamentally believe that like it is our birthright to like be in this beautiful space, to be joyful and happy. And that anything that detracts from that is really just trying to get my attention to tell me like, Hey, like, listen to this. And then when you listen, then you're going to like up level much more quickly. Yes. Oh, amen. No, that's the thing. You listened to the feather. So you didn't get a two by four. So I love it. So perfect. And what I love what you did. So like I wrote this question and I feel like it will kind of lead into, of course, my next one. So I will love for you to describe to the listeners how you created happiness as something that is actually successful and substantial. And to be honest, I am way more excited when I see a bio that's like, Randy, happiness coach, like fulfillment instead of seven figure business coach, like yawn, boring. Sorry, I'm over it. (laughs) I don't like that's really cool, but I care about the actual impact. So I would love to hear how you created something that is really substantial. And I also know that you have like a method that you created and whatnot. So yes, Yes. I think for me, um, and it is sometimes challenging, I'll be honest, right? Like people really are drawn to that seven figure business coach. And um, I think because I had been on this journey of success that included financial abundance, and I've been fortunate enough to have 
done well financially, I realized like that's not the answer. And I just didn't want to like I had lots of people come to me and say, like, you can teach other women how to make a lot of money because like you've made it. And so many financial coaches actually haven't made a lot of money and they're out there teaching people have money, but you have and you can do that. And and what I tell people all the time, because I also get sometimes like, well, it's easy for you to say that money's not important because you have it, um, which is a fair piece of feedback. However, the unintended consequence of happiness really is that success comes to you much more easily. And so like when you are in this beautiful place of peace and happiness, you're going to see that your life has so much ease and flow and so many synchronicities and like the desires of your heart are going to come into your life like much more easily. And ultimately, I believe that most people who are seeking money believe it will give them something that they won't actually get when they have it. And so instead, it's like really seek to understand what is it that you want? Like, is it that you don't feel secure because you grew up in a life of scarcity? Is it, be, is it that you believe that like a house will give you something because you didn't have the house of your dreams? Like you have to like peel back the layers. And so for me, I came to call myself a happiness coach because I think early on, I really tried to complicate it. You know, I was like, I help people raise their consciousness. I help people empower themselves. And like happiness is like really simple. And it's something that everyone aspires to. And it's something that many people just like feel like it's escaping them. People can really relate to it. And for me, I wanted to take these kind of like metaphysical, like functions of the universe and simplify them as easily as possible and make them accessible and also help to pe help people to see that like I used to always think like people like me like wore like you know robes and they were in Bali and they didn't like <laughs> like navigate like humanity like the rest of us and then I was like oh no this is the way the universe functions we can like accept it or not accept it the more we align to it the more like ease we'll have in our lives and if I can be kind of the face for that for people who like do have careers and work in corporate America or run businesses and just say, but like, still you have to like really understand the inner workings of the universe in order to navigate it more easily. So that was a very long winded answer, but that is how I came to be a happiness coach. I just wanted to simplify it for people. Yes. Oh my gosh. Well, so much. Yes. About that, because I really resonate with where you come from when it comes to just like something that is tangible. Because yeah, I I agree too. Like I'm sure you've seen in my industry. I mean, do whatever you want to do and what aligns with your soul. But yeah, I'm not meant to be like like a burning, like a burning man girl. I'm just I I like, I just like like my bed and like finer things. I just, you know, but also I'm really silly. I'm really goofy and I would say that's a lot of how I love to relate to people. And I'm also just like an, I'm an everyday person. I'm not, I don't know. And I think that is what's so important is to not put any of our work on a pedestal. Like it is for every single human being. And I also love that you said to simplify too, because I've so done that as well, where you get really excited about what you're doing and because you realize that it's so much more than like just one word, you're like, oh my God, I want to do this and this. And then honestly realizing it is simply this, but of course there's so much that contains it. So I, 
I completely agree with you on like an entrepreneur building business level. But then even for yourself, you're like happiness. Yes. Like everyone gets it. Everyone Everyone gets it. Yes. Everyone understands it. And you can experience happiness in so many different ways. Like, because I feel like sometimes that's what is a bummer is I don't want to say like, yeah, they've become buzzwords, but I don't want to say these words have tarnished because I believe these words are still deeply sacred and they've been used for thousands and millions of years. But even like consciousness, like, unfortunately, it has been capitalized on. But like, I guess, like, what does that mean? Unless you're like a monk, you know, it's just it's so much. So anyways, I'm also going on and on. And I know that you have this really wonderful method you've created called BASE. And I'd love for you to describe it to our listeners because this is one of the ways that you have created. She's not just going to like make you happy. She has like a substantial way of like, oh, wait, I get it. There's like a step-by-step process. Yeah. Let me walk through the process. But first, one (laughs) thing I want to share is like as a happiness coach, like I don't want people, the listeners, since they haven't read my bio or talked to like walk away thinking that I'm like, oh, we should always be happy because that's not the case, right? Like this isn't toxic positivity. This is saying that happiness is our birthright, as I mentioned earlier, and we are human. So we're going to experience all the emotions. But as a society, we've kind of shifted in that we will sit in these more dense emotions like anxiety, worry, resentment, um, anger even. We'll sit in those emotions and they'll really be justified oftentimes by others. And we sit in those emotions more often than we're in these like high vibration emotions of happiness, joy, love, and peace. And that's actually where we're meant to be, right? So like I love to remind people that you should think of these really dense emotions the same way you think of pain. If you had pain in your body, you wouldn't just sit with it and be like, well, I'm supposed to have it. Well, this is like how it's supposed to be. You'd go to the doctor or you'd figure it out on your own and you'd seek to solve it. And we've just gotten so complacent around worry and anxiety specifically that we just hold on to it, right? And we believe that like through this path of fear, we're going to get to where we want to go. And and it's just like irrational. It's like pushing a boulder up a hill. hill. So the process is based because I know that it's foundational to living the life that you want. And the B is around beliefs. Like what beliefs do you have that have been like creating your experiences, right? So, you know, some beliefs that I had like that, you know, my parents had told me was like, I have to work twice as hard to have half as much. My parents told me that I, um, uh, what else, uh, that I, uh, the more money you make, the more money you spend. And I found myself like thinking that these were just like sayings in our household, but like really like finding that in my everyday experience. Right. So I always like was the first person working on my team and like, I wouldn't stop working until like the end of the day because I just was ingrained in me. So we have these beliefs and sometimes we'll trick ourselves into saying like, Oh, I just heard that, but we're really embodying them and like living them and our beliefs are shaping our reality. So we have to like have an awareness around like, what are the beliefs that are kind of guiding you? And then the A is around like vibrational alignment, right? So like I mentioned earlier, you can't like want to have this, let's let's say you want to create an or a company for yourself and you 
are like, you want to create it because you believe like, like you can help serve the world and it'll make you happier and you will have like all of these beautiful um, experiences, but you're like going about it, like worried if it's going to work out and having like anxiety around like, can I pay my team? Can I hire a team? Can I get all this work done? Right. And so those those emotions don't really align with what you're seeking. And so the number one way that we can actively co-create our lives is to already be in alignment with that vibrational frequency in advance of having it, right? Like you have to feel wealthy before you'll be wealthy. Like if you go back and ask my friends, they're like, girl, you thought you were wealthy. Like when you were like waiting for your parents to get their next paycheck. Like it's always just been in my DNA, right? Like, and people will laugh about it. And so you have to, you have to do that. Right. And then the S is around self-awareness. And I like, these steps aren't in order, but I think it's the most important, but you have to first really understand like what your beliefs are and that your vibrational frequency before you're going to get this level of self-awareness. Cause you want to get to that point where every time something isn't going well, that you are like in this place of radical responsibility. You have an awareness around how you are that point of attraction and kind of what is happening in your life. Not to blame yourself, like, because we have a lot of grace with ourselves, but from this like place of power, right? Like if we have self-awareness of how we have contributed to creating this situation, then we can change it. And it's really beautiful. And the E is really around emotional resistance that we transition to emotional resilience. Like what has happened to you kind of really in your formative years of your life that has created kind of this life path for you? And how do we go back to those memories and really like lose that emotional tie, which is pulling us back to the past, but keep the memory, right? Because so often we're ruminating about the past and then we're bringing it into our present. And when we can like really release things and say like, that was that aspect of my life and I'm living in the now, I'm in this present moment and I can release that um, and just keep the parts that serve me. We're going to be in such a more beautiful place. And so I take people through these, these steps and um, I feel like people get really good results and I get good feedback and it's just a really fun journey to help people in this way. Oh, oh my goodness. Well, first I can't, imagine this not being fulfilling so i'm sure oh my goodness and i also love what you prefaced earlier is the importance of you don't like just because you're a happiness coach doesn't mean that when you're working with me you have to be happy all the time it's not about that at all so i love that you just like even though it's like i already got it just by vibing out with you but we also love just like reiterating you know and I would love to learn as a happiness coach herself to describe the shift in your life once you began to focus on happiness rather than like climbing the ladder. So like really shifting. Oh, yeah. I remember reading in your bio, like you had some like pretty killer jobs or jobs that, you know, people would read in a resume like, oh my God, like medical device sales and like Fortune 500. And now it's completely shifted. But obviously, it's like you have a big smile on your face, you're glowing, we're happier. So I'd love to hear about these shifts and what it really brought you. Yeah, I, um, 
I had this really amazing career that um, I'm happy for those experiences. But I will say like that the journey like had a fair amount of friction, right? Like I had really embodied a lot of the stereotypes and beliefs around like how like women and people of color navigate corporate America. And like I had fair amount of those experiences. And I don't say I say that to say that like when I shifted to this place, this place of like really focusing on my own happiness, I found that I could still have success and it just flowed much more easier, right? And and when you kind of like clear all the static in your connection to the universe, to the field, then you find that you can really like be in this place of like thinking something and it shows up in your experience like nearly immediately, right? Or it shows up and you don't have to like work towards it, right? Like I set some (laughs) goals for myself and they're just things that I like set. I didn't do a lot of work around them. And then like a year or two later, I'm like, oh, I said that I wanted that. Like, oh, like, oh, look, there it is, right? Versus the older version of me would have just like pounded the pavement. Like this has to happen. This has to happen. I have to get this promotion. I have to do this. I have to, you know, just in this place of like, I've got to get to the next achievement instead of like, and I'm not perfect at this by any means, but being more present in the now and realizing that like all that is meant to me will come to me. Yes, absolutely. And I would love to learn like just something fun and like selfishly because it's always so fun to recognize or remember the moment where you're like, wait, oh my God. So I would love to learn one of the moments you're like, wait, I just did that. And that was so easy or it came with so much ease. And it could be as simple as like, I don't know. I don't know, whatever it is. Whatever example. Um, I have like one really fun one because it was like so immediate. It wasn't that big. Um, And then I'll tell a couple others. But my one fun one was like I was with a group of girlfriends and we were just like grabbing a drink. And there was like this event in San Francisco. There's lots of events. And I had never heard of it. And I literally said to myself like, wow, that would be really fun to go to. And they're like, oh, tickets are sold out, you know, whatever. And literally the next morning, like a person that I – had met maybe once or twice, like reached out to me via a nut, like a mutual friend and said, like, I got your number from so-and-so and and I wanted to see if you and Charles wanted to come to this event. I was like, wow, I totally want to go to that event. And I literally, and that was like one of my biggest, like, wow, that was a very quick turnaround. And from, and it was also, I think a reminder that like, when we are seeking something, we cannot dictate how it comes to us, oh, which is always all of us type A people's problem, right? We're all like, okay, I would like this and it needs to come on this day and this way. And you could route it to this account. <laughs> like we always are like very particular about how uh, we will manifest things. And just like being like, I, there is no way I could have thought that this person that I'd like cross path with, paths with once or twice was gonna like invite us but I wanted to go yeah and that was that I love that no and I also love that you shared a really simple example because I think that's what is really important with how God and spirit and the universe works is I think a lot of people expect like fireworks which yeah they love to do big beautiful things but 
it's really actually the small things like that. This sounds so corny, but I just thought about it. But they make you feel like the fireworks inside. You're like, oh my God, like that was so incredible. And it's when you actually just... It's it's like the little things that are really like it's like where so much big magic happens. And it's so funny because I was like, I wonder if I have any examples. And like when you were saying that one, I'm like, oh, yeah. So and it's fun. And I think it's even perfect for if you feel like you're unsure at at doing this or you don't know if you do it, just start like opening your sounds. I was going to say just open your eyes. That sounds ridiculous. Just like. Just be really, really present and just really allow yourself to observe. But also, I totally get away with this sometimes. I don't know if you do, but unfortunately, I totally downplay some things. I'm like, oh, yeah, like it wasn't a big deal because like, it's like I need to only celebrate these big things. But it's like, why not celebrate these little things? Like yeah. that's the joy of life. So yeah, that was just more like a comment. <laughs> no, but I love that. And I want to piggyback on that because I think that we do all need to celebrate the little things because when you think about life, life is comprised of many, 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 many little things. And the big things are like fewer and far between. And so like to build a beautiful life, you actually have to be in celebration of the small things because it's inevitable or it's impossible, excuse me, wrong word choice. It's impossible to have a life filled with big things. Like you're not going to get a new house, a new car, a, a spouse or significant other, a child or, you know, whatever, a, a new job or start a new business all the time. Like those are like the big things. And those are oftentimes what we wait to celebrate. But if every single day we realize that, and this is why I don't use the word manifestation that often, we are co-creating our entire experience and our experience is comprised of these like really little moments. And the more joy you can find in those small moments, you at the end will have this really beautiful life. And you may not be able to articulate why, but it's because the journey was great. And that's really what happiness is. It's about having a beautiful journey, not achieving these things intermittently. Yes. Oh my goodness. Absolutely. And I feel to kind of like make you feel validated on your point of like co-creation versus manifestation is I actually had, I recorded a podcast episode yesterday with a woman who's an Akashic Records reader. And that's exactly what she said. She's like, this is a co-creative process. And like when you are able to evaluate what is the exact block, what is getting in my way? How can I shift this perspective and co-create with the universe and my higher self? And like, you'll get there. So I just want to validate you. And also the fact that I heard pretty much the same thing two days in a row. So clearly spirit is affirming something or saying something to me because- I love, and not to your listeners because you heard it twice going out to your (laughs) listeners, right? And I think that's so, I tell people all the time, like, See as many people as you need to because the universe is going to bring you the same message that you need to hear. And so it's better not just to hear it from me. If you hear from me and Alexander, then you're like, oh, I'm meant to hear this versus saying like, oh, I don't know, maybe that's just Brandy's opinion. But Spirit's always working through us to bring these messages to people. It's so beautiful. Yes. And again, one more comment before yeah. I answer the other question. But it is really funny how it's like you do have to hear things over and over again. It's like I wonder if our guides are ever like, I mean, they obviously love us, but <laughs> yeah. but I bet I bet if they weren't 
heavenly guides, they'd be like, oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Hurry it up. But, like, just like cracking up about that. It is so funny. Okay. okay. So I I love asking this question, but of course, specifically framed to who I'm talking to. And so I would love to learn from you. What is something that is really underrated about happiness that not enough people understand? And like maybe what you've kind of taken away as your journey as a happiness coach and working with like amazing people and what is overrated? Like, what are you like? Okay. This is like, I'm just tired of hearing this. Yeah. I love that. So I think what is underrated is this idea that happiness is actually like we all have a happiness set point, right? So it's not like I'm happy or unhappy, right? Like we have a happiness set point and our goal is to raise that happiness set point. And because as we raise it, then we're going to find that like we're going to have higher highs. Like when something really great happens, we're going to like catapult from that set point. And we're also going to have lower lows. We're going to have more resilience and be able to rebound more quickly when we have kind of these more dense happenings in our life, which we inevitably will all have. And so we, over time, have to continue to prioritize it and cultivate that set point so that we can like move up that continuum. So it's not a destination, right? Like it is a journey that we are all on and everyone can be happier. Like I'll sometimes have people, especially friends, they'll say like, well, I'm really happy, which first of all, like, I didn't ask you if you were happy, but something made you mention that, right? So like, so, but people will say that they're happy and, but it really is this like beautiful journey. And I think I mentioned kind of like what I said earlier, I, I'll just reiterate this idea of like toxic positivity. We don't want to like teach people that you should always be happy. Like that isn't part of the human experience. We're actually here to feel all the emotions. We're here to have like these ups and these downs. And then that's what makes us human. Otherwise we just like stay in heaven and be like great all the time. Right. And so we're on this journey. Um, but as I mentioned earlier, I think we've just flipped it where we're too often kind of in these more dense emotions as a society. And I think like our collective consciousness has really like, affirmed that and if we can pivot back to like realizing that more often than not we should be in in this more beautiful space and looking to increase that so that we know that those downtimes are just lessons and we learn from them and we grow and we evolve and we actually like dip down to get that lesson to like increase our set point Yes, absolutely. Oh my gosh. Couldn't agree more. And I love, I just even just reiterating and like celebrating the, like it's a constant journey and it's going to undulate. And I feel, you know, I'm sure you could obviously nod at this, but like happiness is so different for everyone. And there's no point at looking at one person and seeing like, this and that will make me happy, right? Like the things that will make me happy maybe may not make you as happy and then like wow. vice versa. And like, that's the beautiful thing about it. I think so. And also like just realizing that, you know, happiness really is an inside job, right? Like it is, it isn't like it's moving away from believing that something external to us can produce happiness. I always say to people, my clients specifically, like that those 
things that we believe are making us happy are just excitement, right? Like we get excited about getting something or achieving something or going somewhere. And that's like excitement. And that is a beautiful emotion as well. But like happiness is this inside job that kind of stays with us. And it is about, I believe, to your point and to the name of your podcast, like embodying your soul, right? Like embodying who you were meant to be, like aligning with yourself. And from that space, like we're unstoppable. It's really like a beautiful place to be in. And it's not about like going to get the next thing or achievement or trip or place. Yes. Amen to that. So there, as we know, is always the classic phrase or response or comment from our parents or friends where it's, I just want you to be happy. Or, you know, or even to yourself, you're like, I just want to be happy. And I would love to learn from you, possibly, from all your experiences with so many people. And then even with yourself, what do you think people actually mean by that? Or maybe it's just simple as that. Yeah, it's interesting. I I would separate those out. And also, I can only really say this from the perspective of like my own parents and fr- my mm-hmm. friends' parents. I oftentimes felt like it was a little manipulative. <laughs> like, I just want you to be happy because it comes after like, like do this thing. And then if you like push back a little bit, it's like, oh, it's, if you don't want to do it, that's fine. Cause I just want you to be happy. Right. Like there's this idea that like their path and, and now having a child, like I honestly, like, am so great. I know that everyone is doing the best they can with the resources they have at any given moment. And so I am eternally grateful to my parents. Um, and I do believe that they put me on this path with a deep belief that it would make me happy. And with a deep prioritization for like, my joy and to raise me the best way they know how. And so like, I will always give that to them. However, I think like they're what I try to do with my child and we'll all have mistakes is this idea of like really knowing that even at six and even when he was born, that he's his own whole person. And that really just because they're little, they can chart their own courses. And so I think that in the past we had like such this hierarchy, like the adult knew and the child did not know, and the adult was like guiding you towards your happiness, right? Versus empowering you to make these decisions and to like own kind of your own course. And so I really try to give Charlie the ability to like choose his play dates and choose where he's going and like really have a lot of autonomy in a way that I believe will support him when he's older. And then I think when we say it to ourselves, like, I just want to be happy. It's also (laughs) being hard on us right now. It's a little bit of a scapegoat, right? Because it's like, I just want to be happy, right? Like what, where does that get us, right? Like how, like that's not an actionable statement. That's like nothing to move forward from. And so like, um, and so it's just kind of like pie in the sky. And so I really implore people, like if you are going to make that statement and like have a little compassion for yourself, then sit with yourself and like really understand what will make you happy right like so start writing it down like I want to be happy and like this job may not be it and this like relationship may not be it but like be real clear with yourself and know like know that only you have the answer like 
you can work with someone like me or work with someone like Alexandra, excuse me, but we're just holding space for you. Like we are not like the answers. And so like you have to really like sit in this beautiful space of knowing that I have all the answers and that I am the only one who can change my life. And from that place, then you can get to like that happiness that you just want. Oh, first of all, it's 11-11. I think this is a perfect segue into how we can understand what happiness means to us. And maybe if you can give the listeners, whether it's like a couple of exploratory questions or even action items as to like what happiness means to them so they can kind of come back to themselves and like begin to write their own definition. I love that. Um, A couple things. I think that um, having just a daily, I wish I could be like, this is the one thing you can do, but it is one thing, but it's going to take you a while. I would say like, just take like 30 days to journal every day and to freeform journal, like not exactly with, um, with a prompt, but I will give a prompt. Um, But just to like, all the things that are ruminating through your mind, like get them out of your mind onto paper. And what that does is that then leaves space for like who we actually are, right? Because we get so caught up in our thinking and and our thinking mind is really like our egoic mind. It's our primitive mind. It's really just seeking to keep us alive. It's not, its goal isn't really to like expand us, right? And so what we know for sure is like the average human has 70,000 thoughts a day. 90% of those are repetitive and 80% of those are negative, like dense thoughts, right? And so the more we can learn to quiet our mind and we can do that by just like releasing it out into the universe and not talking, talking doesn't work, but writing it down is really going to like release it from you. So that's like one thing. And then you'll have more clarity around like who you are and like what you want. And a prompt that I would give people is, is this real prompt? I said this earlier. So some people will like really resonate with this and some people may not. But this idea of like, if I could do anything and not be paid for it, like what would that be? How would I spend my time? Like if I had enough resources to take care of myself in the most beautiful way, but you really have to embody that when you answer it. Some people can't even feel into that. They're like, I don't even know. But like, you got to feel into it deeply. Like I will be supported in the most beautiful way and how would I spend my time? And then from there, you'll start to get this really beautiful picture of what makes you happy, right? Because so often we're choosing things because we believe that it'll support our livelihood. We believe that it will like be the underpinning and that later we can shift to whatever will make us happy, right? Um, But there's also this beautiful data out there that shows that doing what you love will support you, right? Um, But you have to have that like belief. And oftentimes we aren't taught that, right? Like I know lots of young people want to be artists or things like that. And like maybe their families aren't as supportive that that's a path of, you know, being successful. But we have to know that whatever our desires are, I fundamentally know that God will give us the resources that we need through those desires. That's why we have that desire because it was meant for us. And since it's meant for us, we have to be supported in that journey towards doing and aligning with what we're meant to be and do and have in this world. 
Yes. Oh my gosh. I couldn't agree with that statement more. And I love that you said that because again, all of these beautiful like values and statements I have heard like multiple times and it just, it just because it is. And for some reason it's like, I've heard, you know, I heard what you said uh, from someone else who's, she is so cool. She was also on the podcast. She's like a writing marketing coach. And she was like, we wouldn't be given our purpose or this ability or this dream if it like wasn't meant for the higher good of all. Like that is the answer to someone out there. And also it does us no good, but it does the world no good. Does God no good if we don't like, dream if we don't act on our purpose. So I hope that can just like give you like a a sparkle of inspiration and motivation because it's so, so important. So I really agree with what you said. (laughs) Oh, I love that. Thank you for I love this feedback. I'm so grateful for it. Oh my gosh, of course. I love being a hype woman. It's just the best. (laughs) Like, it feels so it is your fun. calling to be one. I see it. You're good. <laughs> I love being the hype woman. So, uh, two final questions, and they can kind of like beautifully wrap up the conversation. So, how do you find? I mean, this it's like, I guess it's like, you know what? I just need to stop talking. So, what are some ways? that you have felt even in yourself or you observe from the world that people kind of fall out when it comes to really pursuing or devoting themselves to happiness? And then how can we continue to devote ourselves to happiness? I love that. I think the, I think people fall out because we are not taught that we, well, I want to say this two ways. First of all, we're born very happy and then we're conditioned over many, many decades to not be that. And so because it has taken so many decades to get to this place where you've really like embodied not being as happy, I think people don't realize that it will take consistent action to move back to who they were meant to be. And so, so often people kind of move away from it because they're like, oh, like I I need to like have a gratitude practice and maybe a journal practice. And I I need to like release some of these things. And some of that work can feel daunting and it can feel like you're really facing things that you may not have wanted to face, right? Like that's what I, like emotions last very briefly if you face them. They actually last forever because you're trying to suppress them and you're just thinking about them instead of really just moving through them. And so and so people don't realize that like actually like facing the challenge that you may have been suppressing is going to be much more quick and easy. And so I think for those two reasons, like like it feels daunting and maybe some of the things that have happened to us like feel scary and, and we don't have like the right support system. And so maybe we don't want to move through it. But I will add that it's the best work you could ever do, you know, and that like really like finding space in yourself and quieting your mind and like knowing what you want and really being able to approach that from a perspective of just like embodying it and not thinking about 
what other people think or how it will impact them or even your parent, you know, like all of this is such a beautiful space to be in. And I think it's a gift that we give ourselves. And to your point earlier, it's a gift that we give the world and that when we show up as the best version of ourselves, then we would have 8 billion like beautiful humans and like all of this kind of like contention and challenges that we see in the world would really like be mitigated in such a beautiful way. Yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh. Amen. And so funny as I was like hearing you talk, I realized I'm like, wait, I should recommend these books to her. And then At first, I was going to say, oh, maybe after the interview, but I'm like, I think this would be great for everyone, like benefit. So have you heard of Dr. Susan David? No, I don't think so. What's her book? Not because you were talking about emotional, do you say resilience? I think you said resilience, Mm -hmm. Um, but she has a book called Emotional Agility, and that's like her jam. So I was like, oh my God, you should totally read it. And she's fantastic. She's from South Africa and she's had TED Talks. She's been on some pretty big podcasts. Like she's just such a doll. Um, And then another book, which was actually a a gift from a friend like many years ago, I think back in like 2018, but it's called, I'll text you the exact name because it's on my table, on um, on my bedside table. But it's called Joy, and it's all about – it's written by this interior designer named Ingrid Fattel, and it's about how to create spaces that, like, bring out joy in you or, like, enhance that. joy through, like, color and texture and sound and, like, just to really discover joy in everyday life. And I'm like, wait, you need this book? <laughs> I need I need them both. I, know. I need them both. Yes. Oh my gosh. Well, Brandy, this has been such a beautiful conversation and I'm so excited to be connected to you now. So I would love for you to share with the listeners, how could they find you? How could they work with you? All that fun stuff. Amazing. So first and foremost, for your listeners, I've created like a little happiness tips um, freebie and they can find that at www.brandymichelle.com front slash Alexandra. We tried to make it as easy as possible for everyone to find it. And hopefully we can put that in the show notes. And then, um, one way to work with me that I absolutely love is I have a program called the joy blueprint and it's for people who feel as though they've had a fair amount of success in their life, but something is still missing. And it's a one month program. It starts on the first month, Monday of every month. And there's 20 lessons as well as exercises that we take people through. You become part of our community. And we also have weekly coaching calls, live coaching calls that um, are really helpful. And you can also find that on the website at www.brandymichelle.com front slash the joy blueprint. Oh my gosh, I love that. That sounds so incredible. Okay, again, thank you so much. And just, this was just so wonderful. So good. I appreciate you having me. And I appreciate the like confirmation, the handful (laughs) of sharings I had today. And I, um, I look forward to keeping in touch. Oh, thank you guys so, so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as I did. Do not be shy. Reach out to me on Instagram or email me and let me know 
how this episode landed with you, what was your favorite part, what you resonated with. I, again, love, love, love having conversations with beautiful humans like Brandy and knowing that you guys keep coming back and listening and supporting the podcast, supporting the platform is such a motivator for me to come back and serve you. I have all of Brandy's links and information in the show notes, her Instagram, her Joy Blueprint link, and her website. And I also have my links that include my Instagram, ways to work with me that pretty much lead to my website. And I also will have my email. Again, the doors for Magical as Fuck are open. It begins October 4th. If you want to know more about the program, simply listen to episode 56. You'll learn more about Kayla if you haven't followed her already. And you'll learn about the program week by week. And you'll understand what you're getting with the program. And you will also learn about your magical as fuck. I have a couple of posts on Instagram that explain it. Again, you can also book a discovery call with me to ask any questions anything that you're concerned about, about just the program itself. I just want to make sure, and Kayla also wants to make sure, we both want to make sure that you are getting your questions answered and you are fully supported. And I'll also repeat my new client incentive program. If you refer me three guarantee clients, you'll receive a free 30-minute session of your choice. 60 minutes, and that is a $250 value, which is gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. This is my gift to you and just my gift and also in hopes to reach people, to reach those that need me, that need my work. This is what I do. This is why I do what I do. Yada, yada. Anyways, I love you guys tons and thanks for listening. I will catch you next time.